listening to Around Comics. Watching a live version of Round Comics as well, yeah, sort of. Maybe, maybe you are. You, you're pretty, you could be listening to it uh, with your eyes closed. <clears throat> but we are There's live that. on on YouTube and Twitter and all those places, all those silly places. Check out my webcams. Oh God, no one wants to see your webcams, Chris. <laughs> your OnlyFans page. <clears throat> that would you doing, right now? I'm doing all right. What's going on? Doing all right. Hanging in there. Finally, just about over this goddamn whatever Delta virus that I've had. Delta variant, I think, maybe. I don't know. Did you get whammied? You're up here. I've been sick for like ago. two weeks. Yeah. yeah. It's it, I mean, I was never that sick, but I just I couldn't stop coughing. And uh, it's still not a hundred percent gone, but it's it's finally to the point where I'm not coughing all the time. So that's an improvement. Good, good, um, excellent. Yeah, that is good. How are you? I'm I'm good. It was a, a long weekend. Um, had uh, house guests, you know, up and doing all sorts of stuff around Milwaukee, and I probably ate out like twelve times and went to a baseball game and festival and busy times trying to you know, just like squeeze the last few drops of summer that uh that we can out of the weekend blow me and blowing me off for ACTV you well forgot to put that in there yeah well that we were a little yeah <laughs> little, little worn out I went I played disc golf for the first time disc have golf you, have you played that seems disc like golf? a oh yeah I used to play it uh a while ago i haven't played it in a long time but i did play it fairly regularly for a couple of summers yeah my my buddy I, who was who was up staying with us it, that's what that's like how we are with comics no let me put it this way how we were with comics like 10 years ago that's how he is about disc golf now disc golf yeah, got a bag full of discs and oh gigantic ba- backpack with discs you know. and the app that shows where all of the disc golf courses are which uh look at a map of disc golf courses there's one near you and you have no idea and i'm talking to all of us i'm talking to the audience to there, all of you they there's are free. one everywhere there's there's three of them like within a mile and a half of my house and i had no yeah, idea most most uh public parks now if they're of any size they have a, a disc golf uh disc golf course it's yeah. a interesting way to spend a sunday afternoon or something it's a nice I walk but, but i was <clears throat> fucking exhausted i'm like yeah usually, we're not doing usually, ACTV this week a lot of pot smoke on the disc golf course usually it's it's very <laughs> the smell of weed is usually in the air. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Weed and patchouli oil. It's a yeah. step up. It's like one, like half a step up from hacky sack is, is disc golf. You have, it's like disc golf, 
it's here. It's, it's, it's hacky, hacky sack, sack. With, more, with more motivation because because with bit. disc golf you actually have to be physical and like walk a lot. Yeah, yeah. Well, it did, you know, hacky sack, you got to chase the sack if it flies. You know, yeah, yonder willy nilly. Yeah. If you're not good at it, you know, you got to. Yeah, so it's I, like I don't... yeah, hacky sack, <laughs> disc golf, and then you have like skateboarding is way up here because you can actually like make a living as a skateboarder i don't think you can make a living yet i think there's like two, two there's like two guys in the world that that make their living as disc golf players i'm not sure where curling is yeah. in this curling's eh, in, in, be, in, in, in between in, in between frisbee golf and skateboarding so <laughs> there there are actual yeah there are people that make a living as curlers but yeah very, <laughs> do they very, there's really there's professional curlers yeah, they make yeah. a living not oh, a good sure. living in it's not a it's it's not a good living it's, oh it's, it's in canada well they do they they <laughs> they, they only can do that because there's free health care but it's like golf because the it's they they play for for cash. The tournaments they enter tournaments that that pay them in cash. It's, so like, it's like golf, golf. except uh, black people are allowed to play. Is that <laughs> wow? <laughs> Sorry, I don't know. I'm 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 all charged up. I'm all like radical. I'm radicalized this week because I I uh, I did some old man stuff this weekend. I, oh no! Um, I went uh, garage sailing with my wife. Uh, on one of the days we went, we went around and, and, uh, browsed garage sales and I found something, uh, actually pretty interesting. It's, um, published in 1973. It is the national lampoon encyclopedia of humor. Uh, and nice. it is chock full of <laughs> like shockingly, uh, just, uh, over Relevant. the top. <laughs> no, not relevant. Well, I mean, some of it maybe, but it's it's just so meant to like shock and revolt anyone at that time under the age of forty, you know, or over the age of of like thirty. I think. What year but is it? Nineteen seventy. Nineteen seventy three. So, but it but it has a Bernie Wrightson cover. Nice, I, Bernie I was, Wrightson. Yeah, I was wondering who's on there if they were using any of the Mad People. Bernie writes it, and then there's two illustrate or there's two comic book sections by Russ Heath. Um, really? Yeah, there's two pretty lengthy, like four or like eight page. One of them I mean, is called Russ Heath. Is for I know for you and me, I think one of the all time underrated, underappreciated comic oh, artists. Yeah. Uh, well, the first <laughs> the first uh, titled story that he does is called Swamp Sluts. <laughs> and then of the second one later on in the book is called uh what is it called let me find it real quick i want to get it right uh, cowgirls at war published by acdc comics and it's it's basically um two lesbian cowgirls uh that uh fight nazis um and have lots of naked half half naked lesbian cowgirls that that fight nazis um but i thought i wanted to show you this progressive book <laughs> yeah very progressive there's a uh this image by russ heath um wow. and it's got you know this bald-headed woman naked with a brand of acdc on her 
right wow. or butt cheek. Yeah. yeah. See that? Yeah. <laughs> ACDC. And it says underneath it, it says it's my favorite brand, ACDC Comics. I thought that was pretty funny. But beautifully illustrated. But the but then so I haven't had a chance to go through. I mean, I just kind of flipped through it. There's a lot in here, but one of the things that I like at one point there is I'm not gonna show any of this because it's horribly shocking, but it's called Beneath the Family of Man, a photographic exposition or exhibit exhibition of our times created by Anne Beats, B-E-A-T-T-S. For the National Lampoon, photographs by United Press International. And it's basically a bunch of black and white photographs from the era, 1973 or, or mm -hmm. well, some of that before that. And, um, and there's quotes next to them. And the quotes are ironic to say the least. And as I said, I'm not going to tell you, I'm not going to show you what they are. But the one, a couple of them are pretty hor horrific. Like it's a lot of like Vietnam era horrible yeah. and then like there's there's one where it's basically two guys standing in front of a pile of severed heads and it says underneath it if you can keep your head when all about you are losing theirs dot 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 uh rudyard kipling so <laughs> it's like these very poignant uh of quotes yeah it's uh matched yeah. with these horrific i mean and this is but it's like in the you know, it's like yeah. cards against them, humanity with pictures. Yeah. yeah, some of them are. There's one where it's it looks to be two Nazi scientists with a a body on a table um, with the legs melted off of the bone, and it says the proper study of mankind is man. Alexander Pope. <laughs> it's it's very bizarre to have in the middle this is of the national this, lampoon it, huh yes it's very i i was like what the fuck uh got yeah this yard selling i got this at a yard sale for like two bucks it was cover price at 250 and i got it for two bucks i'm like this is this is a steal yeah it's got oh and then it's got a frank frazetta drawing on the back um there is because it's called the encyclopedia humor there are actual um, I mean, not actual, but they're made up funny encyclopedia entries. So there's mm -hmm. like the back, the one in the back is called Sexy Drawing, uh, use of on covers of sleazy publications to promote sales. And then it shows a Frank Frazetta drawing. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so pretty awesome find at the at the old yard sale there. Uh, nice. I, I thought it was. What can get? Some candlesticks for Halloween. We had some. We, we bought some candlesticks that have like skulls on them for Halloween, nice. and I think that was really it. Oh, she did find. No, I don't remember something else. I can't remember what it was. Not much. We don't really. I mean, we just were kind of walking around looking at stuff cool. in the neighborhood. We weren't. We didn't, weren't doing serious shopping, but I almost. I did find. Uh, interestingly enough, I did. There was this guy. It was this is kind of a, a weird story, but so we go, we pulled up to this one house, and it was like the, the sign was seven blocks away from his house. So there was a sign like on a main street, okay. and then it was like this winding, you know, suburban road down. Finally, we get to this guy's house, and we go in, and he's in the garage. He's set up inside the garage, nothing outside the garage or in the yard, just inside the garage. And uh, 
he he's an older guy, probably in his late sixties, maybe seventies. Not you know super old, but um, nice guy. He's wearing a White Sox hat, and he's got a garage full of Beatles memorabilia, mm-hmm. um, old toys, and uh, sports memorabilia, like tons of sports cards and. I mean, it was like it was a it was a retro shop. It was like, yeah, but it was his collection, and um, it, he evidently he was uh, getting rid of stuff, but uh, for for various reasons. But yeah, it was pretty interesting. I just spent like a bunch of time going through all. I didn't end up buying anything because these prices were pretty like spot on. Like they were okay. So he, yeah, it, it was. Yeah, you weren't you weren't getting Amazing Fantasy fifteen for for five bucks or no? He didn't you know, have any dollar. comics. <laughs> yeah, no, he didn't have. He had uh, he had a Beatles album, um, Meet the Beatles original, uh, first first pressing, which nice. was what nice. He, that? Uh, he wanted a hundred bucks, which is probably what it you know what it's worth. Yeah. Um, yeah, everything was like basically what they were worth. It was like, well, I, I can get that at any time I want on eBay, like what you know. But yeah, um, but there was some pretty interesting. But he had a stack of. He did have the only comic. I asked him like, "You got any comic books?" He's like, "No, it's the only thing I don't collect." But he's like, "Well, I do have one," and he had a stack by all the sports memorabilia. It was an O.J. Simpson comic book. And he's like he had like 10 of them in a stack and he he just like do you see that one i'm like no i haven't seen that one before that that's a new one that's interesting yeah, <laughs> yeah that that's, was... that, yeah that's probably the uh pre um naked gun movie oj simpson comic yeah it was like heisman trophy award yeah. something yeah. it was you know yeah it was what before he murdered a bunch of people um <laughs> but uh or hey, two people never con- allegedly never, never convicted Never convicted, you know. Okay, I was uh, well, I, I don't want to the Norm McDonald, the whole Norm McDonald thing mm, last week, yeah. and I uh, I talked about it a bunch. I talked about it on a big geek show, and um, dang, uh, yeah, I uh, I played one of uh, one, one of his things, or I think I, I retweeted on Twitter. It was like, I don't know how it wasn't long after he had been fired off of Saturday Night Live. He hosts the ESPYs. Yeah. So he's the he's the host for the ESPY Awards. And, you know, and this was kind of somebody had pointed out in the interview talking about it, like this was sort of before like everybody kind of, you know, roasted people in the audience. You know, before Ricky Gervais did it and before, mm-hmm. you know, Norm was kind of one of the first to could do it at one of these big shows. Like it wasn't something that people did really at yeah. at, at some of these shows. And so he's kind of roasted, but he's not really. I mean, he's he's roasting people that he feels deserves it, but not people like in the audience really. Anytime he picks somebody out of the audience, it wasn't like the humor wasn't directed at them. It may have been about them or around them, but yeah. it wasn't directed at them. So he closes his monologue, which is this hilarious thing, and he's and he's like getting people to go ooh and ah, and he closes it with a joke where he go he 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 points out Charles Woodson. Um, and he's like, mm-hmm. Charles Woodson's in the audience today. Uh, he just, uh, what a season he had. He just, he was awarded the Heisman Trophy, the first ever defensive player to win the Heisman Trophy. He's like, they can't ever take that away. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, they can't ever take that away from you, Charles, unless you kill your ex-wife and a waiter. 
just a word of advice. And, and that, was the, that was the closing after like a, within a month of him, uh, you know, being fired from oh. SNL for doing all the OJ Simpson jokes, allegedly. So I just thought, well, there you go. He's not, I don't think he's, uh, I don't think he's stopping. Anytime he's not soon. sorry. He's not. That's amazing. Not <laughs> yeah, no, no. I went down no. a, a deep Norm McDonald rabbit hole last week. Uh, oh, I'll listen. Yeah. I'll listen to that because I love Norm McDonald. Now he was one of the SNL crew that that got fired. It was it was it, what him and Sandler and and Farley. Well, Farley, Farley was never was he? Fired? Yeah, Sa- I don't think Sandler was fired. I think it was, it was it was just him. It was, he was he was fired. Was it uh, just him? But Farley then, died. I mean, well, I mean, there I, was the, he might have been fired. They left prior like to he, dying. He and and Sandler, um, and I thought it was Norm Macdonald. It was basically the stand-up guys that all left that one. Oh, Chris Rock. Yeah, well, he had. Yeah. They had done a season basically mm-hmm. where, where I guess Lauren Michaels was like, "Let's get stand ups," and and he mm-hmm. got, a, yeah, Adam Sandler and um, wasn't Farley wasn't a stand up, but David Spade, Sandler, mm-hmm. Chris Rock, Norm Macdonald, um, and it, but it was like none of them were performers, so it didn't make sense. Yeah, it wasn't. There's it, a whole was, thing on the on the SNL in the '90s documentary, and there was yeah. that their last their last skit was basically them all killing themselves on stage, ju- jumping off of a building. And so that was that was their their kind of like weird sketch goodbye. Well Norm was, I mean, incredibly popular as the as the you know weekend the update host, the weekend update guy. He was, you know, yeah. he was kind of carrying the show, I think. And it was yeah, it was a weird thing. But yeah, I don't I don't I don't want to yeah, we don't need to go go into all of that again. But uh yeah. Was, so how uh, about that episode of What If this last week, since we didn't get to talk about it on ACTV, which you can normally watch by being one of our patrons, which you can do by going to patreon.com forward slash around comics. Patreon. Uh, I yeah, just released the Al Ewing. Uh, did you break it up story. or did you nah, just, I just that entire bomb? Yeah, just the whole thing. I'm too lazy. I just gave him, gave him the whole thing. So three hours. <laughs> 240. <laughs> 248, so, I think, something like that. So there it's, you go. If you want yeah. access to, to, a, be, Alan, to be, two hours and 40 minutes without Ewing. To be fair, Al talks slow. I mean, I'm not, I don't even mean that as a joke. Like, he sort of is <laughs> deliberate with his words, and he's British, and he talks slower, you know? So it's like he would take time to answer things and, and meander with his answers. And I was more than happy to let him. So yeah, I don't know if yeah. you know, it may be way too much for any one person to, uh, to want to listen to Al Ewing for that long and me, but it's, it's mostly him. It's, it's not that much me. Yeah. That's funny. I, I got the, uh, the Obama, a promised land on audiobook, And that's a book that was like 22 hours that if most normal people had, had read it, it would have been like 12 but it was Obama. <laughs> it was kind of like he's very deliberate. In, he's oh yeah. Very it was like being wrapped up in a big, you know, audible blanket. It was, it was beautiful, but uh, yeah, it was very deliberate. Oh, you're still holding all that love for Barack Obama. Are you? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Forever. Uh, so anyway, uh, what if, uh, how do you like this last episode? With What was the, it? The, I don't it was remember. The, it was the Killmonger episode. Oh yeah. 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 
Um, yeah, was, I did like it. It was good. It was. What's it the was What's the moral of the story? The moral is the story is always kill your enemies before oh. they screw up everything. Oh, I thought it was uh, make sure Tony Stark is Iron Man. I don't, but uh, is that what it was? I think that yeah. But it was well, they finally are getting to the to the. It's no more like. I mean, this one was another cautionary tale. It's like, what if Iron Man, you know, what if Tony Stark was not Iron Man? And this, it would be a horrible string of events. Uh, I'll be honest, I don't remember it that well. I watched it on yeah. Wednesday and I, and it was so long ago now that I don't, I don't remember it that well, but I don't think I was paying that much attention to it. I, I kind of get bored. I, as much as I love these characters and I love the idea of, uh, Marvel doing stuff with these characters. To be honest, um, I get a little bored with the sort of homogenized storytelling that Marvel does. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I tend to, so, you know. So I watched it, but honestly, I didn't. I didn't pay that much attention to it when I. I was like, I was probably doing something else at the same time as I was watching it. So. Um, but I did, I do remember liking it. I just, I can't really say that much, uh, about this particular episode. Yeah. It was neat to see more Killmonger because I thought that was, he was one of the better villains in the MCU, more interesting, you know, arch nemesis. I was dinged something in my office. Oh. Dinged. Sorry. Ding. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, it was fine. It was fun. Now we've been, if you want to you know, jump from what if to Titans. Titans was kind of bananas last week. There were some crazy scenes. I'm yeah. like, like, what the fuck is going on scenes? Uh, yeah, but in a good way, I think. I, I mean, I, I, I think Titans continues to sort of, um, you know, twist the knife about all the uh you know the family issues that these people have mm -hmm. the personal issues that these people have but in a way that's not i feel is um more relatable as opposed mm -hmm. to sort of i i get you know like the the with most of the dc especially the cw stuff i get so tired of of sort of you know, the, the, whether it's love triangles and relationship, you know, the stuff, it's like, eh, I don't, I just don't, I mean, I, nothing against anyone that likes watching that stuff, but it's just, I, I get bored by it. I don't really care whether, you know, it's like if this, if the whole, if the whole series is about like Nightwing and Barbara and whether or not they're going to get in a relationship yeah, that whether, you, boring. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's fucking boring. It's been done. I mean, if I wanted that, I would watch a goddamn rom-com. Rom-coms are shit. That's why I don't watch them. You know what I mean? Like, they're for, you know, date nights for 20-somethings that don't have any taste. Uh, but I <laughs> but <we're> do. Not, <laughs> but we're not going to, you know, paint any broad strokes about this. <laughs> Um, well, I, it's just, I, yeah, I, they, well, they are, that's who they're made for. They're made for fucking bland 20 okay somethings the, that, that okay have nothing the better. There's no rom-com. I suppose I, fine. I mean, there, there've been some that are better than others, but in general, the genre of rom-com is not your one of the lowest forms of entertainment 
in 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 entertainment. Um, but uh, yeah, I, have have any rom coms won an Academy Award? Have there is there many rom coms in the Criterion Collection? Dan, I think Dances with Wolves. That's not a rom com. <laughs> He's not in love with the wolf. Is romantic he? Is that... story. They're right in the middle of it. They're jokes. Uh, it's I, yeah, no, no, I no, of course. It's uh, yeah, nothing that I would classify as a rom. If there is any in the Criterion Collection, they're probably like French. Has a, com- has a comedy ever won a Academy picture? Award? Yeah, best know. picture. I don't know. I don't Maybe. So. I'm not sure. Yeah, right. Well, they've won comedies, but uh, yeah, I don't think so. Probably not. Probably not. Yeah. Although comedies are incredibly difficult to do well, I don't exactly. know. Exactly. Don't don't discount just because of the lack of, of award. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Back back um, to Titans. Um, yeah. What did you What did you think about it? Uh, I I liked it, and it was kind of the constant kind of back and forth from feeling like a CW show to doing things that you obviously can't do on CW right, or right. cable TV. Uh, it does, it, it, it's not for me absolutely pitch perfect when it bounces back and forth from, from those scenes. Um, but it's interesting. I mean, it's weird to see that, that Jason Todd confessional scene in that, in that you know, peep show, whatever, place he was i was watching i was like what the fuck is going on here i mean that was just i am i am i wrong was that not just a completely weird off the wall scene um well i mean i think it i'd have to go back and watch it again and and try to understand it more from from the the sort of context of where that character is at yeah but um yeah, it was a little weird. It's a it's a little it's a little out there of like, okay, why why you know what is the sort of point where where did that come from? Mm-hmm. Like, who came up with that idea? Sort of yeah. sort of. And thing. then you and but, then you have the very CW uh, romance between you know black was it was it Blackfire um, Blackfire Blackfire yep yep and Connor. Yeah. But Which, well, they led up to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, but I, it's not I, drawn I, out for an entire season of whether or not, you know, like yeah. there's not this back and forth, back and forth cat and mouse yeah sort of game about it all which is you know for whatever reason writers think are interesting Um, i really like this connor this depiction of connor like the for me the comic books have trouble really capturing that character like i've seen in young justice and now this i think young justice that is that is the connor kent character for me well he's much he's He's much more interesting in this. He's not just a Superman knockoff. Yeah, you know, like he's very he, unsure of himself. He he's very unsure, yeah. but he's also very intelligent, which they play more on the Lex Luthor mm-hmm. side of him, where it's like he he is very intelligent. Not that Superman isn't, but that's not one of like the skills yeah. that is very often used for Superman or Superman comics. Um, but. Yeah, they use that a lot in Titans. Like he's diffusing bombs, and you know, uh, I like I like that they I like that they actually made a differentiation between that, not the the super genius, but the 
criminal mastermind. And those are two different things, <laughs> right? I mean, they had that conversation. It's like, you know, think like a criminal mastermind. And yeah, yeah. Not necessarily a, you know, a physicist or whatever. Right. Yeah. And that's, I mean, what, yeah. What, how, how, how is he going to use that side of him? I like that they're, that they're exploring that, that they're, you know, mm -hmm. like going, well, he's, he is half Lex Luthor. It would be kind of cliche. And, and I think it's been done of like, you know, um, he just turns evil, you, you know, at some point, which, you know, I hope they don't do mm -hmm. necessarily unless it's something interesting, like, you know, but, it, but if it's just sort of, you know, uh, that was my problem. And especially since they kind of did that with Raven already, you know what I mean? Like the first and season, Jason Todd. well, but Jason Todd was turned evil. Yeah, for you know what I mean, like that. I have no problem with because it was unique. It was interesting. It was imaginative of how they did it. Like there, you know, I love the concept of Scarecrow using, you know, fear as a weapon in a different way. I think that's very. I don't find it to be cliche because it's creative. It's you know what I mean? It's yeah, it's new. new. It's a, it's a, it's it, yeah. even though it's, you know, I was reading an interesting book about that. Of like, uh, it made me really change my perspective on. I think. You know, people use cliche a lot and a lot in the wrong way um, when they, you know, they're talking about like story structure or like how something is is built um, and yeah, call but it cliche. But it's like, well, it's only cliche if, you know, turning a hero evil is only cliche if you do it exactly how it's been done a hundred times before. You know what I mean? Sure, this wasn't sure. done that way, so it's not, you know. But yeah, if they just like if they if like Connor just, you know, comes in contact with Lex and all of a sudden, you know, it would be kind of cliche and I hope they don't do that. Um but with Raven that yeah. yeah, we've seen it so much before, but and yeah. I mean, I don't I don't I assume that they're going to sort of keep going down that path in one way or another. Um where he struggles with it, which I'm fine with, but I don't know what the payoff or where the sort of climax of that will be necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. They've kind of had the, um, I mean, it's what is this season three? This is season yeah, three. Season yes. three. It's like each season, you know, one of the Titans has this, you know, horrible thing that they have to overcome. So yeah, we'll see if they move on to, to Connor next, but yeah. That's but that yeah that's that kind of gets into the into the CW um, realm for me a little bit that, that storyline but uh, yeah it, it can I I look for I still look forward to the to the episodes when they come out and I watch them as yeah. soon as they come out so that's you know an endorsement that I'm still liking it. Wayne Musso says there are a few Criterion classic rom coms bringing up Brady, the Philadelphia Story, and Moonstruck. Uh, Philadelphia story. Yeah, I don't know either. Isn't of those, that so. isn't that the Tom Hanks uh, one about the you, <laughs> about uh, AIDS? AIDS? About AIDS? I don't think that's a, is that a rom com, Wayne? Or, or is it no? That's just Philadelphia, right? Being a because that would be dark if Wayne thought. <laughs> I think that's just Philadelphia. Wayne's really fucked up. We're just learning more about Wayne. He thinks uh, Tom Hanks' movie about AIDS is a rom com. That's interesting. That's I don't know what that says about him, but 
Um, bring up bring up baby, baby, bring up baby. So I thought that's what it, what he meant, but I wasn't sure. Bring up baby is a 1938 film. Uh, geez, Cary Grant. I don't, I don't even know if I've seen that one. Is that a rom-com? I guess so. It's a good, very classic, uh, rom-com. I, yeah, yeah. I don't, there you go. I guess that, well, there you go. It's been since 1930. I don't know what Philadelphia story, the Philadelphia story. I'm not familiar. No, I, I did like Moonstruck. Yeah. Would you, but I, I don't, that's a very uncommon yeah, I don't know if it's that would, a, I would rom, call that a rom-com. Is that a rom-com? Rom -com? It's funny, no, it's a, it's, but there's not a whole lot of romance. It's, it's, and a, it's, it's sort a, of an anti, it's an yeah. anti-rom-com. Yeah. Philadelphia Story is also Cary Grant and Catherine yeah. Hepburn from 1940. So it's been... Really? They so did, we got, they did a movie about AIDS in 1940? No, no, no. Oh. <laughs> when a rich woman's ex-husband and a tabloid-type reporter turn up just before her planned remarriage, she begins to learn the truth about herself. That is the tagline for the 1940 Catherine Hepburn, James Stewart, and James Stewart, not Jimmy Stewart, James Stewart and Cary Grant the Philadelphia story. So there we go. There's, those are your rom-coms. I'm going to, I'm going to, Wayne, I'm going to, I'm going to stand by, I'm going to stand by my, my previous statement that rom-coms yeah. are shit. I'm sorry. Those, uh, but, uh, but what good try. About, good. What about like, like it's a wonderful life. That's not a rom-com. Come on. What the There's fuck romance. are you talking about? There's romance. There's comedy. What romance is in there? There's romance all over that movie. Oh my God. You've, you're really stretching. Yeah. Really stretch. And it also, It's a Wonderful Life is uh, is just like sappy, super sappy, you know. I don't even know if... I, yeah. It's my no. dad's favorite no. movie. Who's? It's my dad's favorite movie. It's his favorite movie? It's, it's a Wonderful, wonderful life. life? Yeah. Wow, that's yeah. interesting. That's, that's very interesting. That's what 72-year-old men love whenever they whenever you say it's what is your what, what is your favorite movie they say that i don't know i think it's life. i think it says a lot about your father maybe i think we have yeah. you know we have a window into your dad that he's maybe wasn't happy with his life and now he looks at it's it's a wonderful life and <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> yes of course you would say he looks at it in 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 all of the worst ways <laughs> Maybe your dad should kill himself. Maybe the world would be better off without him. Jimmy Stewart. Crash. Oh, shut up, Wayne. Wayne, What's Wayne saying now? Wayne said maybe Chris. Maybe Chris's dad had a fantasy about not having Chris. I could see that. I mean, you know, let's be honest. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what my father's favorite movie was. He's my father's been been passed for a, a long time. But I don't. I'm trying to. It would. I would guess it would probably be some sort of western. Would be my guess, or or something like that. But um, it's a wonderful life. That is interesting. I mean, I like it's a wonderful life. Yeah. But I don't know that I. I think that's the first person I've ever known that mm -hmm. said that that was their favorite movie. His favorite movie, yeah. Um, uh, speaking well, of he gets to movies, see it every year, yeah. Uh, speaking of favorite movies, I get to watch my second favorite movie of all time this week and talk about it. Second favorite movie, it's my second oh. favorite movie of all time. That's right. We got to talk some pulp fiction, huh? This mm -hmm. week, 
Pulp Fiction on uh, uh, K Billy Super Sounds. So that'll be. Uh, I gotta watch be this. it again. Uh, yes, I need to. I need to finish. You know, I I always like watch for pleasure, and then the second time I'll you know watch with a notepad and jot things down. So so I got to do well, that I, second viewing. Yeah, I've seen it so many times. Uh, yeah, I've never. I've never. I don't think I've ever sat down to analyze it. So I'll just do that. I think just to. Yeah, so fun. So that's uh, that's coming up next week. Yeah, about this time. Will Piper, and yeah. then it seems it seems like we may be getting uh, our third amigo to start joining us for ACTV. It sounded that like means, Tom is interested in. That in means one wanting, of two things. His kids are uh, on uh, no. summer it, vacation. <laughs> winter it either vacation. means it either means that Tom has listened to the ACTV episodes and has things to say and wants to join us, or it means that he has listened to ACTV and he has some fucking things to say and <laughs> needs to join us. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. <laughs> it's like, you are wrong about everything? No. <laughs> and I'm here to tell you. Uh, um, uh, Ted Lasso, are you caught up? No. It's, um, <laughs> I think I've watched la- the, the three episodes episode, of this season. This last episode was pretty fantastic. Um, um, so I'll let you. I doubt I'll let you get there. It's a. Uh, I doubt yeah, it. Your, your recommendations uh, are not good. But let's get back to comics real quick. We were talking. No, we'll get to that. We'll we'll get to that. Um, oh, Kate, you didn't like Kate. I, it was. I thought it was a really fun action movie. It was fine. It was okay. Uh, it was. It was. I. 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 I think the problem is I really am not a fan of the lead actress. Oh. And then the second the 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 Japanese girl. Yeah, the little girl couldn't be more fucking annoying. I okay. mean, I wanted her to be killed. I wanted her to to die. I think you at some yeah, point you're supposed to. All right. Um, but no, it was fine. It, it was cool. all right. It I, cool. I like the uh, I like the I like the twist at the end was was good. It did look cool. I also I think it's I also have a problem with like, and I guess I shouldn't because you you look at John Wick. I mean, it's basically a John Wick movie, right? It's a John so Wick film. it's yep. yeah, with a female lead instead of a, a male lead, and and it's like, well, Keanu Reeves isn't gonna take out a room full of forty people uh in real life no no one is like there's you know nobody's gonna do that um i don't care how but it's hard for me sometimes to get past the physical and she i think the i don't know the actress's name what's the actress in kate do you know her Uh, name i don't know she sold it for me though i liked it she did a good job she was very physical and she was good i i uh but i just i have a hard time of like her uh wiping out of room and ninjas well, it's just like, yeah, I, some of the stuff is a little hard to to buy when she's like 112 pounds soaking wet. You know, I mean, <laughs> Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Mary Elizabeth Winstead. She played. Yeah. Uh, she was. Um, yeah, like what's that. her name? Huntress, the Huntress, right? Same same gal played the Huntress in the Emancipation of. Oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Harley, Harley Quinn. Yeah, that uh, Birds of Prey. Um, Yes, that was. Let me see here. Um, oh, inter- yeah, yeah. She played Helena Bertinelli. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, she's fine. She's good. Actually, I, now that I think of it, she was good. She, she was good in it. Like she, she did, you know, the action stuff was good. She, she pulled off being, um, you know, badass, tough, badass. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, it, but it's weirdly, um, yeah, I don't know. It was yeah, fine. Not, was not fine. a perfect movie. I thought it was a really fun action movie. So I thought it was better than Snake Eyes. How about that? Nah, uh, I liked Snake Eyes. I don't know. Well, I liked them both. Maybe, I thought, maybe. Yeah, I like this one a Yeah, maybe better. so. Maybe, yeah. maybe I'll have to watch it again. Anyway. Right, so comics, you, you suggested a good one. Which see, one? see, see how I get. Well, you we were talking about there. Titans. I think you're. I think you're going to talk about the other one. So let's talk yes. about Titans first. So oh, Titans United. Like <laughs> you didn't like Titan, did. Titans United? No, not really. really. No. Oh, that's funny. I well, yeah. I did. I thought it was pretty good. I thought for for what it was. I mean, it's a it's a it's a mini series, and it's like seven inch, it, seven issues seven issues, and it's meant to bridge the gap between i think fans of the tv show and fans of the comic and i thought it did a i thought it did a really good job of that i thought um that it felt like the tv show to some degree the characters and 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 uh you know but it also felt like the characters you know from the comics for the most part especially my favorite that's why I didn't like it. That's why you didn't like you don't like Titans. You don't exactly. like the Titans. No, it's just yeah. It's I mean, it felt a little bit like a promo for the TV show. Yeah, I think I mean, there's no question they're trying to to you know, like I said, bridge that gap and get people that maybe are fans of the show. I, I think that's you know, why wouldn't yeah. you try and do that if you're DC? Um, isn't that something we've like complained about for decade? Now, like, why don't they make comics that are based on the shows that are really popular, the movies yeah. that are really popular? I, st- I stopped complaining about that because I don't care how much money fucking Marvel makes. It's doesn't true. It's not the it's, not, not my point. I, I'm yeah. not, well, I do have DC stock, so I do care uh, how much okay. HBO. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I thought it was pretty good. I liked I liked the story. I liked the idea of like, you know. Uh, some random guy getting their powers sort of so, amazo ish. Yeah. Um, but here's the thing. When we talked about cliche, I'm, I will stick with it, but it feels like it's going down a cliche path of government. The guy was experimented on whenever he was in prison and, and this is, you know, someone's trying to make super villains and this is, he's a bad, you know, a bad spinoff of, of that, which we've seen before. Maybe I didn't really get that. I mean, they didn't, I didn't, did you, did you feel like they hinted to that other than he was in prison? Well, he was in prison. He didn't know what happened, what is going on with him. So it's like someone has done this to him. Um, it was kind of the the road that I felt it going down. So interesting, you know, interesting. You know, experimented on in prison. That would be my guess as to what happened. Well, we'll see. We'll see how your fucking prognostication pans out. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the things I really liked about it was I kind of miss Gar being the sort of charming rogue of the mm-hmm. of Titans, and he was that in this. Uh, which yeah. I, I I don't know why I've always enjoyed him being that that character who's like yeah. 
constantly kind of and he's not that in the show uh he you know he's like the little brother in the show he's everybody's yeah. little brother and he's not kind hitting, of he's not hitting on everyone he's all not the hitting time. on everyone all the time and that's the gar i want to see god mm-hmm. damn it i don't know why you know they have to no <laughs> yeah i just i i don't know i that's the gar i think is pretty funny and and uh and everybody just kind of you know yeah there's, there's, you have that's, these that's incredibly the, the classic yeah gar logan I always find it funny because I think when it's done well, it's it's the fact that you have this kind of, you know, this kid who is a shape changer and he's green and, you know, he's a bit of a freak and he has these incredibly beautiful, powerful women that he's <laughs> constantly failing uh, you know, and, and it's almost just sort of like an inside joke, you know, kind of kind of a thing. It's, it's uh, that's that's why I kind of like it. But yeah, I guess it would be a little more difficult to do in this day and age in in a in a you know HBO Max series. I guess maybe sure it would, it would sure. come off. People wouldn't uh, appreciate it as much. Yeah. But I, I like I that. And, I, and mm-hmm. I, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna, I do like how much Jason Todd and Connor Kent hate each other in this book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they don't. Batman like and Superman other. hate each other, <laughs> and that's rightfully so. I think mm-hmm. you know, um, and I liked uh, that Donna Troy's in it. I I think I talked about mm-hmm. Donna Troy before. I like I like her. I've always liked her costumes. I don't. I always I always like liked her more than I liked Wonder Woman, um, or any of the other Wonders. Wonder. Is it what like, they would be? Well, yeah, yeah, Cassie. Um, I like Cassie, that that version of Wonder Girl, the the post Donna Troy Wonder Girl. Yeah. yeah, because Donna Troy went from being Wonder Girl to just being Donna Troy, right? Donna Troy, yeah. And I think I liked her as Donna Troy mm-hmm. when she became Donna Troy for whatever reason. I think yeah. it was at the time, like I was when that happened. I I was You're probably like Titans. Well, but I was also probably older. Like I wasn't yeah. a kid, I was probably a teenager or maybe even in my twenties, maybe. And so, like that was when Nightwing and Donna Troy and those characters sort so of were like Ju- Judas contracts. Yeah, I think so. Titans. That's probably right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which that's, is still that's a one. <laughs> that that would be one. Don't suggest it for a trade talk because it <laughs> that's a long fucking story. I'm, I'm never picking another like like group 1980. Book. Do Never not, picking do, another. Do not do a nineteen eighties. Speaking DC, of DC, yeah. So yeah, our trade talk next week. Next week, right? Yeah, yeah. It's next Tuesday. What it is again? Ether mm-hmm. uh, by uh, who's it by? Matt Kent. I can't remember who. Matt Kent yeah. and David Rubin. Rubin, uh, Volume One. Ether Volume One. It's on Hulu. Yeah. You can read it there. We're going to talk about that next week in our trade talks. Oh wait! Should I hit the? Should I do the? Yeah, do yeah. You gotta gotta do the. I really gotta like hire some voice people to start doing some of this stuff because my voice is in everything now because I'm the only one here in my basement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did use my wife on something once. I, don't I used to. You remember? I used to use Marta for uh for little stingers all the time in the early days yeah yeah well we used to always use guests that was 
now you find that on a lot of comic book podcasts, but that was absolutely something we uh, we started. We, we pushed that hard. Guess, yeah, yeah, we pushed that really hard. Yeah. Now everybody does it. Now it's cliche. It to, is to go back and done to our. Yeah, we should pull all. I I think I have all those audio files. We should just start dropping them in. We could do that. Well, I don't edit the shows though. <laughs> 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 they just. I'll just be. I'll just be over here. Every once in a while, I'll just go. I'm Jason Aaron, and you're listening to Around Comics. <laughs> just play it on your phone. Put it mm-hmm. next to the microphone. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, just do a little we'll soundboard there. Yeah, uh, yeah, but yeah, I did not hate it. Um, it was not the best thing. No, I, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't it great. Felt, the art is very fine. If you like, kind of the Jose Luis, style. yeah, and yeah, Jonas Trinidad. Yeah, it just it felt very DC House style. Yeah, yeah, it's not a ground, but it, you know, bad, so. it, it, it. I think if you like the TV show, you'll and you like Titans, you know, you 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 may like this book. It wasn't it wasn't horrible. It wasn't great. It was just sort of there. It's it's a you know, uh, but I read it, so there you go. That's what you get. That's what you get. Folks. Your other recommendation was great. In the my- other one was great. It was very interesting. Yeah. Uh, tell them, tell, tell, tell the folks what we, what that um, is. It's, um, uh, Jeff Lemire. Oh, you want me to do it? I got yeah, it. It's, primordial. It's, it's primordial. Yes. Yeah, Jeff Lemire and, uh, on, uh, Andre Sorrento. And we'll talk art. about that. That fantastic art in a second. Yeah. The art was definitely the, uh, sort of standout. Not that Jeff, um, isn't a, you know, terrific writer obviously is, uh, but, I felt like this first issue was well, you know. I'd, I'd, say, was, the, I'd say the, the elevator pitch, the elevator pitch, the the setup for this is is nineteen sixties alternate history sci fi espionage story. Uh, yeah. Um, the 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 concept is that. Um, in 1959, the last Jupiter rocket missions were sent up into space with two uh, monkeys, mm-hmm. um, and they died, according to official reports. Uh, and um, and the space, um, space program was shut, shut down. down. Yes. And Nixon wins re-election, beating John Kennedy because uh, of that. I'm assuming. So it's an alternate reality. Uh, but but up until 1959, it seems rather uh, real. Those two apes that he mentions, the two monkeys that he mentions in the Able book, are real. and yeah, miss uh, miss something. Um, well, I got it written down, but I can't read it. <laughs> Able and, and yeah, Abel and my father. I don't know, Baldy, Bald, something, Bald, some of the B. Um, they actually did go up in the one of the last Jupiter rockets, but they survived. And one of them's on display, which is kind of gross. <laughs> yeah, yeah right. Like, yeah, it's like, it's like, yeah. You know, we we should actually do that. It's like, you, this is John Glenn now on display. <laughs> just, 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 just strap him up. Be, just has to be stuffed after he died. So yeah, you know, just yeah. stuff him, put him into a, a mm-hmm. fucking glass box, and and yeah. uh, what was the. Kind of like the, the Disney uh, pre- Hall of Presidents, you know. Yeah, the, it would be like the collector. 
It'd be like the collector just having people shoved in glass boxes and put on display. <laughs> yeah, that is. I found that to be a little weird when I when I when I because well, it was interesting when I first read this. I missed the part where it's like and Nixon because uh, it's like a radio broadcast. Yeah. It's real subtle. There's a part where where they inform you. The book informs you that Nixon beats John Kennedy, in a but it's kind of subtle in a landslide. And, and the first time I read, it, I'm like. I just kind of glossed over it. And then I read it again and I'm like, wait a second. That didn't what? happen. That's not right. That's and then I kind of started to dig in, you know, a little yeah. bit. And I'm like, oh, these apes were actual real, actually real. But so anyway, but um uh so yeah, the apes go up and but then there's this so the space program's all shut down. Uh they hire this guy who is a physicist. MIT MIT brilliant yeah, dude, yeah. some brilliant black mm-hmm. professor. And he agrees because he's very interested in the space program. And he's hoping that this means the space program is going to be started up again. But no, they're just cleaning everything out and and shutting it all down. And he's there to sort of supervise. But in in his time there, like his first day there, he comes across or he's given by a mysterious Mm -hmm. bald dude. He's given uh, some records that kind of uh, illustrate contradict that mon- history yeah right contradict history and, and say that the monkeys didn't die um and then he's immediately uh he calls the general that hired him and tells him this information which is always your first mistake if you find secret here's a pro here's a little tip kids <laughs> if you find secret government information that contradicts the official story that the government has put out a decade ago yeah. Do not call the general in charge of things and tell him, because uh, at worst you're going to get fired, or at best you're going to get fired. At worst you're going to end up in like a fucking three by three cell somewhere in you know <laughs> Croatia or I don't know where you know somewhere <laughs> yeah. somewhere terrible. Is Croatia terrible? I don't even know. I, I've never been. <laughs> I hope not. I'm sure there. I'm sure there can be horrible places. So, but yes, yeah, it's. it's <laughs> Yeah, don't Canada. Don't. You'll end yeah. up in Canada. That's horrible. You you know, uh, uh, all right, maybe not Canada. We have a lot of Canadian listeners. Uh so no, not Canada. Where oh, you end up in it, Yeah, it is America's hat. <laughs> wow. America's hat. They keep our ears warm. <laughs> Thank you Canada for keeping yeah. our ears yeah. warm. Please let me retire there so I can glom on to your universal no. health care. I not a chance. You. <laughs> now that's why that's all the curling that's why you've been curling for mm-hmm. for the last decade you're hoping yep. that you can pass yourself off yep. as a canadian i'm gonna smuggle myself in a broom bag into toronto <laughs> and i'm gonna glom onto their health care absolutely <laughs> good luck with that good luck with that uh but yeah it was a really good book it was a really good issue yeah, yeah. And, the, and i need to clarify on the art the art wasn't mm, the the style of art is not my favorite but there's a lot of almost like Jonathan Hickman in there in like graphic utilization of, of page layouts to, to really tell the story. And so it, the art, not bad, but the design and page layout was some of the, I mean, it made me, it made me smile to see uh, an artist use the page like that. Uh, that awesome. Yeah. It was very well, and not, I don't want to spoil anything because you know the book just came out last week. But um, at one point, they suggest some you know sort of like very two thousand one ish you know space time fluctuation kind of mm-hmm. stuff. 
some weird space shit. Let's just say that. And um, and the book goes from like, you know, almost a um, like military complex, like boring, like, you know, very understated sort of book yeah. look to yeah. this wild, almost psychedelic. Yeah, it's almost stuff, almost monochrome, you know? you know, just, you know, very flat color yeah almost yeah almost like a a, a, uh you know yeah like a 1960s uh um printout or something you know what i mean like a like a yeah very i think i'm assuming that was intentional because Mm -hmm. it very very much went from a very bland almost matter of fact storytelling from a very to technicolor yeah absolutely and it was cool very cool uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I did enjoy. Yeah, I did enjoy that. So yeah, it's a you know kind of what you said. It's you know, Lemire. You 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 pick this book up because it's got Lemire's name on it. But yeah. I think the art is why why I'm going to stay. Um, you know, Jeff has That's... a compelling story, but this is one which shows when comics are great when the art can be the driver that the story needs. And I'm yeah. well. I mean, I think you know. Love Jeff Lemire. Have always, yeah, you know, enjoyed so much of his work. But if there's one thing for me personally that, you know, keeps me from elevating his work to, you know, the sort of an even higher level is just mm-hmm. his own art. I'm not the biggest fan of his art. I think, oh sure, it's. I think it's cute and not cute. I shouldn't say cute. I, I I think it's serviceable and I think that it is quaint. I think you know what I mean. I think his art style is sort of quaint, and I enjoy it on a certain level, but I don't think that it necessarily elevates the story. Um, it does a job; it does mm-hmm. its job. Um, whereas this elevates the story. Yes, you know, this artwork. I don't. The story. I don't think that just drawing this story works. Right. Yeah, I don't think it would right? work at all. I think it would be. No. It would. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah. And, and, you know, honestly, I say the same thing about Matt Kent sometimes, even though Matt Uh, agreed, agreed, but but on that, we'll talk about this more with ether. Matt, it it does some really nice page layouts and uses the medium, you know, graphically more than, than some other people. Um, but yeah, Jeff, you know, yeah, not a right fit. And he knew that. You know, I feel the same yeah. thing. Um, what's the, um, oh crap. What's the, um, the series he's doing. It's the other outer space one, ascender and descender. Yeah. Descender. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think, yeah, I think. Yeah. His style people. is not going to fit. It's not going to be space. sci-fi yeah. very well. I don't think, although I don't think the, I don't know who the artist on ascender and descender is, but it's not my favorite. Is that Dustin Wynn? Might be. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I haven't I'll read it, it, to be honest. I like it. It's good. Yeah. 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 It's a Lemire story. Yeah. It's so I uh, interesting Lemire story. <laughs> um anecdote, I should say. It's not a story. Mm-hmm. Uh I read in his Substack that came out, I think, today, that he is the showrunner for the um Sweet five five episode show of Essex County oh. that is coming out in the future. He's going to be the 
the really? showrunner of it and possibly direct something. I don't know. He's, he mentioned, he That's mentioned tough. direct. Yeah. He mentioned directing in an offhanded way of like, I'm not really interested in directing. I'm a, I love writing. I love comics. Well, he said, I love comics first. And then he mm -hmm. said, I love writing and screenwriting is certainly a natural offshoot of what I already do. I'm not sure about directing, but who knows? Mm -hmm. um, but he is going to be the showrunner of, of a show. So that's, that's interesting. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Essex County is his, I mean, that's why we know him. You know, that was, that was kind of the, the, the breakout hit that, uh, that kind of launched his career. But that dude is, he, you know, we talked about Cullen Bunn and how prolific Cullen is. Dude, Jeff Lemire, it seems like he has stuff coming out every week. Every, yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Yeah. You know, just and not, and, and like meaty stuff, like meaty stuff. Yeah. I don't know how yeah. these guys do it. It just blows me away. Kind of makes you sick, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I can't get, I can't, like, I no joke. Like I've been working on this story idea diligently. I mean, I'm obviously, you know, I have a full-time job. I have two kids and two dogs and a house and all that stuff. So I can't, I can't spend eight hours a day working on it, but I, I've spent a good chunk of time over the last, I don't know, two months on a story idea that I'm developing. And it's like, it's coming along really nicely. It's like, actually, you know, uh, I feel really good about it right now, but I'm like, how the fuck do these guys, how do they have five books coming out at the same time? Like how, when do they find the time? I mean, I'm not talking about the, like the writing part of it, like sitting down and yeah. typing. The, the While that takes time, the but the conceptualize, yeah, and it's yeah. just like, man, they, he must just be one of those guys that is able to just, I'm going to sit down and write, and whatever comes out yeah. comes out, and then I'll fix it. You know, I can't yeah. imagine I, that more and more that I try and write, and I try and you know create some stories. Uh, the more I'm just like, I don't know how the fuck anybody could be a comic book writer. Like, I don't know how someone creates a really well-written comic book on a monthly basis. I don't, I don't see how the fuck that's possible. And it just that's, amazes me yeah. that guys can do it. Yeah. And well, it's the ones that do it, do it well. And you know, there's, there was one comic book. Oh yeah. Out, I, I can know, see how people can do yeah. it shitty, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's there. There's a guy that, that we all know that, um, has a formula and he basically just plugs the formula in and, and cranks out, cranks out comics. And I've liked some of his stuff, but I totally see it now that, you know, that I've, I've learned that that's how you know, it kind of works. What's the formula? Just give it to me. So yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I don't have that big of a problem with formula necessarily, but, um, even so it's just like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man, how sometimes like to think, you know, of some of the Lemire stuff that he's done. There's some of the stuff that he's done. And granted, I don't think he yeah. writes necessarily on a monthly schedule. No. But you know, it's just like fuck some of the shit that he's come out with. And some um, some of it some of his stuff is really sparse, you know, and I can see it. Yeah. It's like here's a great idea, and he's gonna let the artist really tell the story with this and have a very, you know, a, a a low word count, you know, sparse story, but then he writes other stuff that is fucking really dense. Yeah. You know, and, sure. and, and I love how he's able to change gears and, and change tone by doing that. 
I mean, say what you will about someone like Bendis, but I mean, for a long time, Bendis was writing a bunch of fucking books Mm -hmm. on a monthly schedule and they weren't, uh, you know, paper thin, you know, like they, they, they weren't, uh, you know, real shallow books, real shallow stories. I mean, there, there was a, there was a center cut time for him where he's doing powers and daredevil and they were both two of of two of the absolute best books on the series, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. You know, there was yeah, there was a time, and he was he was cranking out, and he was probably working on other stuff at the time. But uh, yeah, I think there was there was a while there he was doing four or five books a month, right? Yeah, that's crazy. That's insane. Yeah, I I want to be more like the Ed Brubaker sort of. You know, here's a here's a graphic novel. Mm-hmm. every six months eight months or a year yeah. one a year which actually we've got a we've got a new reckless coming out in what a week or two or is it october? something like that i think sometime in october uh, i think october yeah, yeah 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 so absolutely looking forward to that for sure faux show oh i wanted to and never mind i'm just gonna rant on something i was gonna rant on something else but i will save it for no... a big geek show yeah that's true <laughs> i will <laughs> Nice. Well, we said we were gonna we we're gonna ramble for about an hour, and we are at about an hour. Um, so we'll start wrapping this you, one up. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Wayne had a question. Oh yeah. He asked if did you guys see Jolt with Kate Beckinsale? It felt like I was watching Crank. Is that uh, a good thing? Crank, as in the letterer, or no. Crank as in, <laughs> as in the movie? Is is in the movie Crank or Crank as in heroin? Is isn't crank or is that crank smack? Heroin. Crank? I don't know what crank smoke, crank is. Smoke, yeah, yeah. Smack is is heroin. Crank. Uh, crank is. That what? sounds like an amphetamine. Is that meth? <laughs> yeah, it does sound like. Probably is meth. That's probably it's crank. Meth, meth, crank. Crank was a 2006 film with Jason Statham. Oh uh, yeah 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 yeah. I remember that. And in slang. Uh, a pejorative term used for a person who holds an unshakable belief that most of his or her contemporaries consider to be false. <laughs> so, uh, you know, so a, a anti-masker is a crank. I guess that's yeah, okay. that's a different kind of crank. No, what is the drug crank? Come on. Drug slang crank. Yeah, yeah. that sounds... I, I need to know this now. Treamed a stimulant methamphetamine. There you go. Okay. So that's... Meth. Speed, chalk, white, yes. cross, fire, and glass. Nice. All of the slang terms. I obviously need to go back and watch uh, um, Breaking Bad again. And Wayne said, yes, Crank is in the movie. No, I haven't Crank. seen Jolt, but um, yeah. I yeah, I haven't seen yeah. Jolt. What yeah. is Jolt is with Kate Beckinsale? Yeah, I feel like I have seen Is it? I forget what streaming service is on. It's hard to keep track anymore. Kate Beckinsale. I watched... Uh, Underworld Evolutions? No, I stopped watching <laughs> Underworld. Like the first one. I mean, she's really good looking, but mm-hmm. yeah, not you know. I, I, also in a Greg Rucka movie. Uh, yeah, that's right. White Out that was White Out. Yeah, that yeah. one I like. I liked White White Out. White Out was uh, not horrible. No, this has got a good cast: Kate Beckinsale, Jay Jay Courtney, who played Mister Boom or Captain Boomerang. Uh, Laverne Cox from uh, uh, Orange is the New Black. Mm-hmm. Um, Stanley Tucci, 
everybody loves Gotta Stanley, love Stanley Tucci. Tucci. Bobby Can Cana Canal Canavale Canavale and David Bradley. God, he's still alive. My goodness, David Bradley. Showing he's he's uh he's still uh still pumping out films. Bit bit parts. David Bradley is the uh I don't know. I was trying to convince a buddy of mine mm -hmm. that uh for Halloween we should have gone as Burt Reynolds and Captain Chaos from Cannonball Run, but he did not want to. Uh, he didn't think anyone. Oh, would Dom. Get that. Yeah. Dom. What's nice? His is name that... is Dom. I yeah. mean, well, what you can you can actually probably pull off uh, a Burt now. Uh, we're about what five six years ago. You definitely would have been going for the Dom DeLuise part. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm still a pretty heavy Burt. I'm I'm probably. 50 or 60 pounds heavier than he no you need to go like. you need to go a little a one layer deeper you need to go as norm mcdonald as burt reynolds. a little short norm mcdonald <laughs> as burt reynolds norm mcdonald just get a burt just get a uh what do you call it the uh big fucking hat but, the glasses but i need the desk with the buzzer on it and just says turd ferguson god i should <laughs> go as norm mcdonald uh, as as burt reynolds Wow, that would be. I, I would go as Turd Ferguson. I'm Turd yeah. Ferguson. That'd be pretty funny. God, I don't, I don't know. I think I might disappoint my my wife because we had just decided that you weren't she all out. Well, no, she wanted to be uh, hippies, but you know me, I can't just like be something. I'm like, okay, well, how about if I'm Charles? You can't Manson? be something you hate. Well, no, I I don't hate hippies. <laughs> Fucking hippies. Uh, no, I, I just can't be something simple. So I was like, I'll be Charles Manson and you be one of my cult members. <laughs> you'll, you'll be one of the hippie. F yeah. No, so I think that's at least what you didn't say Sharon Tate. <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't go that, that crass. <laughs> that could get bloody. <laughs> no, no. Uh, no, I did see a costume for that. I was looking up Charles Manson costumes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the problem was I'm like, well, how much I can't I'm not gonna walk around with a swastika in my forehead. <laughs> I'm not I'm not but doing you do that. the X. You could do you do the nineteen the early sixties version or the Yeah, or, yeah. Yeah, just with the, the cross. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll just do the, the, X yeah, the X instead of Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I love that I had to figure that out though. That I'm like, well, I don't am I gonna do a swastika? I mean, it's just a family no. party. No, no, because you're going to do Turd Ferguson <laughs> is what you're going to do. God, I really want to do Turd Ferguson now. Oh, man, that would be excellent. I'd have to build like a, a, a Jeopardy fucking easel thing in front of me with a fake screen yeah. that says Turd Ferguson. Yeah. Oh. yeah, but you only have it go down to like your waist so you can like sit you're just down. Chewing, just chewing gum. Just, <laughs> <laughs> just like. <laughs> I love it. That'd be pretty, that would be uh, pretty excellent. Yep. Nice. Turd you're Ferguson. Welcome. You are welcome, yeah. sir. I don't think it's going to happen, though. I don't think I can back out on my wife at this point. She's she she would be Charles Manson. Because then, is. what is she going to be? Who's she going to be? Alex Connery. <laughs> Connery. Shows, yeah, she's going to be Sean Connery. <laughs> your mother, Trebek. Uh, she'll be Alex. Your mother. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't know. Uh, I I feel like I, I need to go watch those on YouTube now. I already did. I, I swear, I, I'm not even kidding. I spent so much time watching Norm Macdonald stuff. He was I'm now, and, and then I, I felt bad because I never uh, had picked up his book. Mm -hmm. um, 
and I just I did get it and I started reading it and it is interesting. Um, it is not what I expected at all. Although okay. strangely, um, not it's I mean it's like a very very well written book. Like it's it's profound. Okay. Um, wow. And yeah, it's. I mean, I haven't finished it. I but it is not what I expected at all. It's it, there are funny parts to it, but like it's written like. Uh, I mean, it's it's much closer to literature than it is a you know a, bi- a, biography. a comedian's biography. Yeah, yeah it's okay. it's pretty amazing. Like he was a very talented writer. Um, yeah, it's it, really good so far. I mean, I'm only a few chapters in, but it's just like, what, what the fuck? Oh, this is not what I was expecting. I'm not disappointed in any way. I'm gonna look just... and see if it's on Audible. <clears throat> um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, could be. Could do to start a new Audible book. All right, cool. Well, man, is that uh, is that about it? I think we we both agreed um, that uh, what if's okay. Uh, Titans is still fun. Uh, you should definitely uh, read um, uh, the new Jeff Lemire uh, comic. Uh, God, what's the name of it again? <laughs> Primordial. 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 Uh, yeah, there you go. And, and rom-coms suck. Mm-hmm. Rom-coms are terrible. Uh, you're going to end up Canadian at some point, mm-hmm. or you're going to end up in Canadian prison. Canadian at prison. some point, yes. do they have prisons in Canada? Are there actually other prisons in Canada? Yeah, but they're very polite know. prisons. They're like trees. Are they carved out of trees? Do they just keep you in the woods? <laughs> <Don't do this. laughs> they keep yeah. You go collect ma- maple sap. That's your job as a prisoner. Yeah. You you're that the guy that pulls. Sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For, the, for, for the maple syrup. Uh, yeah. So we get all that. You have to weave flannel. You have to make flannel in prison. Is that? <laughs> Flannel and snowshoes. Mm-hmm. You have to make just thousands of snowshoes in Canadian prison. Yep, that's but it. they're very nice about it. They, yeah, but it's very polite. Very polite. Very polite. <laughs> yes, and <laughs> just drenched in maple syrup. Uh, yeah. So there we go. All right. Um, and we didn't watch Crank. We did not watch Crank, uh, but or I Jet. will. I will watch uh, Jolt. What was the uh, not to keep you on here, but we can mm-hmm. we can read up. But you mentioned something earlier in the in our uh, chat. Uh, you were excited about something. Oh, oh, oh! Of, foundation, yeah. foundation. What is that? Uh, on it's on. Uh, I believe it's on. It's on Amazon Prime. Um, check that for it's me. About, it's a. It's a, it's, it's a drama a... about the Founding Fathers. No. no. Uh, no. You didn't read Foundation growing up? I, I don't think so. Really? I am actually I mean, kind of shocked. I figured that you would have been an, uh, an Asimov guy growing up. Eh, not really. Um, never, it's, I mean, I, I think I've read a couple of his books, but I've never, I wasn't yeah. a huge uh, fan. Oh, Apple TV. Thank you, Wayne. Apple TV. It's on, yeah, Foundation. It's on Apple TV. Yes, Apple TV. Um, yeah, it's I would call it probably the seminal Isaac Asimov work. It's oh. it's it's big sci-fi epic, like multiple books. That kind. Of, it's it's I think it's it's like the seminal work of Asimov. 
Asimov. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Isaac. he's kind of he's kind of got that Stranko thing going, doesn't he? It's like Asimov. It's just like it just kind of has to be respected because it's Isaac Asimov, right? It's Isaac Asimov. I uh, what was what the hell was I? Shit, there was a. What was the show? There was a show I was just watching. It wasn't a terribly great show. But it... Oh! <laughs> that's interesting. Um, hmm. It's an Apple TV show. It's the it's the, it's the the one with the guy from Always Sunny in Philadelphia where he's a video oh, uh, game. Oh, uh, Myth- Mythic Quest. Mythic Quest. Rob McElhaney. So the, yeah. Well, there... So you've watched it? You've watched the show? I've watched Mythic a couple Quest. episodes. Okay. Yeah. I really like the show, but... In the show, they're you know they they run this giant um, video game company where it's in you know a multi um, MMO RPG whatever the hell mm-hmm. and it's uh, a design, yeah a video game yeah. studio and one of the employees is this older kind of hack sci-fi writer um, <laughs> and brilliantly played I don't know the actor's name but you'd recognize him he's a character actor he's been in a billion things yeah. um, and he does the storylines for the for the game yeah he, he which does is the kind of what like it's what what is it supposed to be riffing on the 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 game oh i don't i don't know uh yeah. i have i have no idea um uh, like elder scrolls or something like yeah, that yeah something like that i don't know who knows what anyway but they did an episode where it was basically his backstory it was his entire like season two is like his entire backstory and like he wanted to be a sci-fi writer and uh, just didn't make the but cut. He just wasn't. He was like he was me essentially in the sense of like he knew everything technically about how to write sci-fi. He loved sci-fi and mm-hmm. but he didn't know how to write with any emotion like it was just it was just all ineffectual you know, all, like by, by the numbers it was, it was, well, it was numbers. just like overwritten yeah. it was just like everything was like everything was about world building you know what i mean like everything was about these incredibly complex alien life forms and and alien technology and sci-fi worlds and all that with no real story mm. but he's he's working in this office and at one point he runs like he runs into isaac asimov and they have this whole like story. I don't. I'm not going to ruin it for anybody. But there's this whole storyline with Isaac Asimov involved in it. It's like his hero. So it's kind of interesting. I wonder if any of those people are involved. Someone. Someone obviously is a big uh, Isaac Asimov fan at Apple TV. Not not oh, a shocker, sure. right? Yeah, not a shocker um, at all. But no, no uh, I, ch- check out check out the trailer. It looks amazing. Actually, pull up the trailer. Let's watch it. Oh, <laughs> I, can't. I know you can do. You can do uh, such things with your, your uh, well, podcast wizard, wizardry. Right, I would see. be interested in your reaction on it because it looks pretty uh, pretty sweet. Do, do, do. There's a uh, the guy who, the guy from, uh, oh gosh, what was it? Uh, the Expanse on there. Oh. Uh. Among other things, which I, I think The Expanse has one more season. You, I, you kind of, petered out on the expanse and probably will go back to it at some point maybe i i've tried over and over again just to uh oh god wait stop it i'm not touching anything 
I don't know why it keeps playing on it. Right, let me see if I can do this real quick. Share screen. Foundation. Allow. Riveting radio. Yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, let's get, okay, here we go. Foundation. We'll go theater mode. And boom. See, I knew you could do it. Oh, it starts tomorrow. Or uh, three days. Yep. Friday. Why is my. Yeah. But you can see. I mean, it just. It has that, you know, really well shot, it's just slick, big sci fi epic feel to it. Kind of how you would want, you know, Dune to look. Which one does Dune come out? Soon, I don't know. Oh, that guy's awesome. Yeah, that's the guy from The Expanse. Among other things. No, no, that's the guy from Mad Men. Oh, okay. <laughs> sure. Yeah, so... Which I've already seen Dune, early reviews that Dune is the the greatest and the worst movie of all time. <clears throat> sure it will. <laughs> all right, there you go. Foundation. That guy's from... Uh... Many years. I'm going to have to go back and I, I say this knowing damn well I'm never going to do it, but <laughs> I really do need to go back and re reread Foundation. I think I read it when I was like 14. So this is all going to be new to me. Yeah, so what, did you read more of the, like the fantasy novels as opposed to the sci-fi novels when you were growing up? Because I, I think you read a lot more fantasy than I did. Uh, yeah, I read sci-fi. I didn't, I mean... But uh, yeah, I was mostly more of a fantasy novels. And uh, Change Your Fate. Um, yeah, I don't know why I never really got into uh, Asimov. Uh, f for whatever reason. I mean, I read, I think I read iRobot and uh, mm -hmm. a few others maybe, but yeah. um, I don't know, maybe I, I think I was into a lot more like English shit going, growing up than you were, <laughs> you know, like the Doctor Who I, influence yeah. kind of pushed me into that. I'll be Asimov honest, like I, f realm. I find Asimov's ideas very interesting, but I find his actual books kind of dry and kind of like Tolkien a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The yeah. ideas are great, but mm -hmm. they're kind of fucking dry. And yeah. uh, I mean, it's so like um, Philip K. Dick. Philip K. Mm -hmm. Dick's ideas are way better than his books. Yeah, like his writing, his actual writing. I always is... felt that way about Harlan Ellison. 
Yeah, I, I, yeah, I would kind of agree uh, with you that. Know, one too. of those like just idea, you know, machines, and the the ideas are more <clears throat> interesting than the actual actual books. Yeah, uh, June maybe... October twenty seventh or twenty second. Thank you, Wayne. I don't know yeah, sci fi. I, I did not read a ton of sci-fi growing up. I, I was much more into fantasy novels than sci-fi. And I don't know what else. Funny stuff. And But yeah. <laughs> All right. But yeah, I'm looking forward to Foundation. I think that's going to be awesome. That's, yeah, that, it, it looks epic. Uh, it does look that. Yeah. Um, so check yeah, that out. Interesting. Whole, yeah. I like that dude. The one guy. Did you ever watch the show uh, Halt and Catch Fire? Yes, yeah, I loved that show. Very that good. dude's in that. That guy. Yes, I don't know. What yes, 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 yes. Which, speaking of watching stuff, uh, uh, Will, who we'll talk to on Sunday, uh, had some glowing uh, recommendation for uh, reservation dogs. Today. Oh yeah, I haven't. I uh, I have not uh, started he, that yet. Quote unquote. Quote um, some of the best TV I've ever seen. Unquote. Oh, he's so he's getting hyperbolic. So, but uh, yeah, so I'm gonna have to check out uh, some reservation dogs. All right, cool, bud. All right, all good. Yeah, we've talked a lot. I'm gonna go watch some. Did we fill in baseball? My White Sox are tanking. My Cardinals clinched the fucking division. Nine in a row by my Redbirds. The Devil Magic is is back. I don't know what's going on. My Sox are just. They can't close a season out. They will. They're fine. They're gonna eventually. You don't have to worry about it for a couple weeks. Yeah, I know, but I don't know. You're all right. Be fine. All right. You have a wonderful rest of your night, and we will talk Thank again you. on Sunday for Cape Billy Super Sounds, and then we'll be back yes. next Pulse week Pulse. with um, our trade talk on Ether by, by Matt Kent. Check that out. It's uh, completely readable in that time between now and then. And uh, so we'll be back for that talk. And in the meantime, in between time, we'll be everywhere in and around, around. Comics. Comics.